Thank you, Pastor. Amen. <laughs> it's good that you can have fun and be a Christian, isn't it? Amen. Amen. You don't have to be bored. No being bored in the house of the Lord. Amen. Brother Isaiah, if you little kids go to church, all right. They're waiting on y'all back there for kids' church. Amen. <laughs> You'll not be interested in what I got to say tonight, I don't believe. Amen. Brother Isaiah, do we have the um, picture we can put up? Um, I would encourage you um, over the next couple of days to order this book. Um, Isaiah's about to put up. Actually, Sister Christian bought this for Leah and myself. I don't remember how many years, three? Three or four years ago. This is a book by Jensen Franklin. It's a journal, actually. And I've used the same one for the last three years. And there's places in this journal that you can write things that, that you want to pray about during your fasts. And I think I've used it, you know, two or three different occasions I know of. And the last time I was on a fast and I used this book, I saw several things that I had wrote down that God had answered prayers for me. And that's encouraging, amen, when you can look back and you can see things that you targeted, things that you had fasted for and prayed and believed God, prayers to answer, and, and God does that. And you can go back and you can see it. And so as we take this journey um, over the next few weeks, um, I would just encourage you, if you're going to especially do the Daniel fast, uh, the 21-day fast or whatever, um, that you would get this book. He goes through 21 days of encouraging scriptures and, and just, just encourages you and tells you how to pray on different things. And so um, it's, it's important that you do that. A lot of what I'm going to share tonight comes out of this. I'm just going to hit the highlights of it, um, not the, uh, you know, the whole book, but I would encourage you to, to get that. It's only 9 or $10, I think. You can order it from Amazon. I'm sure some of the bookstores have them up in Dothan. Also, but um, he's got several books on fasting. <clears throat> he has a book that goes with the journal. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I would encourage you to, to look at that and get that. It's, it's good to read that stuff when you're going through these fasts and just, and so um, tonight I just kind of, I, I, I know that some of you here are are seasoned Christians, okay, but I'm going to start with just the very basics because I know that we have a lot of new people, possibly some people here that have never attempted any type of fast. Um, I was raised in church, and I can't ever remember as a young kid um, being in church ever hearing a whole lot about fasting. I didn't really understand the principles of it, didn't know anything about it until I became an adult and started attending church and our pastor at the time, we were at Carmel Assembly, and Brother Tommy Moore would talk to us about, about fasting, and that's kind of where I learned a little bit about it. And as I walked with the Lord, I, became, I come to realize how much power that there was in fasting. And so fasting can literally change your life. If you need miracles, you need breakthroughs, you have children that are unsaved, just, you know, there's just, un, there's no limit to what God will do for you when you're willing to fast and pray and seek God's face. And so I'm going to share some of those testimonies with you tonight and, and hope to encourage you, amen, hope to encourage you to fast 
during the next few days. And so we're going to look in um, the book of Matthew chapter 4. We'll just read a couple of scriptures to begin with. And we're going to pray and just ask the Lord to help us tonight. Uh, We'll look at Matthew chapter 4, look at verses 1 and 2 just for a moment. Father, we just thank you so much, God, for your love, your mercy. God, we thank you for your grace. God, we thank you for what you're doing in this church. Lord, we thank you for every person, God, that's come out tonight, Lord, to worship you. God, to partake in this fast, God, upcoming in the new year in 2021, Lord, I just pray, God, that you would lay it on people's hearts tonight, God, that you would deal specifically with individuals on what they're to do, when they're to fast, how long they're to fast, God, what the reason that they're fasting for, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, God, that you would deal with us, Lord, God, encourage us, strengthen us, God, let us leave this place tonight encouraged in your word, and God, I just pray that you would just help us, Lord, tonight, Lord, and every aspect, God, of our lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. I'm going to read out of um, Matthew chapter 4. just want to read a couple of verses, and we're going to talk. I'm just going to teach tonight, if that's all right. I want to try to slow down and do my best to relay just what I feel like the Lord would have us to talk about tonight, okay? The Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit in the, through the wilderness, to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was a hungered. And so our first instance that we're going to look at through the word of God tonight was Jesus. Jesus went into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit of God to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. Now, when you just look at that number, 40 days and 40 nights, you think, well, you know, that's a long time, but it's, it's not that long, you know. But if you start trying to do without food for a number of days, it becomes very difficult. Amen. And so Jesus, although he was God in the flesh, amen, he still had to deny his flesh to go to that wilderness and to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. So it wasn't an easy task. But tonight I just want to go over the very basic things to begin with. I've got a few questions wrote down, and I want to try to do my very best to answer these questions for us tonight, okay? So tonight, what is fasting? What is a biblical fast? Who fasted in the Bible, and why? And should we as believers fast today? What kind of fast should we do? What, what should we, how should we fast? How often should we fast And what are some of the benefits from fasting, okay? So fasting simply means this, to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance for spiritual reasons. That's what fasting is. Many times you've heard of fasting is associated with procedures that you would have done at the doctor's office. How many of you have heard of that before? For surgery or blood work. Are you going in to have blood work and your doctor says, okay, don't eat any food or, or drink anything other than water after midnight. That's a type of fast that your doctor would have you to do. But we're not talking about that tonight, okay? We're talking about fasting, abstaining from food and certain drinks for spiritual benefits and for spiritual reasons, okay? Many times fasting is associated with, with when we think about the, the Word of God, we think about people that were in the Bible that, that fasted and what their reasons for, were for doing that. And so I want to read just a, a couple of pages out of this book 
Um, it says on day one, it says, what is fasting? And so I want to look at page 18. I just want to read because I thought this was a good answer for what fasting is. So stay with me. I got a lot to read tonight, okay? What is fasting? Since there was so many misconceptions about fasting, I first want to clarify what fasting, biblical fasting is not. This is what biblical fasting is not. Fasting is not merely going without food for a period of time. That's just starving yourself. Maybe even dieting, but fasting it is not. Nor is fasting something done only by a bunch of fanatics. I really want to drive that point home. Fasting is not to be done only by religious monks alone in a cave somewhere. The practice of fasting is not limited to ministers or special occasions. Okay? Fasting is not just limited to people behind a pulpit or people that you see as leadership. Okay? Say, fasting is for me. Fasting is for all of us. Okay? Stated simply, biblical fasting is restraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Fasting has always been a normal part of relationships with God. As expressed in the impassionable plea of David in Psalm 42, fasting brings one into a deeper, more intimate, more powerful relationship with the Lord. How many of you can say, for 2021, I would like to have a deeper, more powerful, more intimate relationship with my Heavenly Father? Amen. If you'll take this fast serious, then that's what's going to happen in your life. Amen. When you eliminate food from your diet for a number of days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of this world and amazingly sensitive to the things of God. You know, when we stay full all the time of food and we stay in a normal routine of the busyness of our lives, we get cluttered up with things, right? But when we begin to fast and we begin to focus on the Lord, we begin to show God, hey, this is my time that I'm putting forth to you. I want to die of my flesh, Lord, so that the spirit man can live. Then things become uncluttered in our life and we can hear the voice of the Lord more clearly. As David stated, deep calls unto deep. In Psalm 42 and 7, David was fasting. His hunger and thirst for God were greater than his natural desire for food. That's the place that we have to get, church, many times if we're going to see God do supernatural things. we got to get to the place where our hunger for God is more than our hunger to feed our appetites for food. As a result, he reached a place where he could cry out from the depths of his spirit and the depths of God, even in the midst of trial. Once you've experienced even a glimpse of that kind of intimacy with our God, our Father, the Holy Creator of the universe, the countless rewards and blessings that follow your whole perceptive will change. You will soon realize that fasting is a secret source of power that is overlooked by many. Amen. And so what I want to, to answer first is this. What is a biblical fast? Did you realize that there are seven different types of fasts in the Bible. There's seven different types of fasts in the Bible. Let's look at number one first, the Esther fast. Let's go to Esther chapter, let's see, Esther chapter 4 and verse number Esther, Esther chapter 4, verse number 16. 
Bible says, Go and gather together all the Jews that are present in Sushan, and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast also, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. You see, Esther had a task set before her that was almost impossible. And she realized if she was going to pull off this task, she needed the hand of God to move on her behalf. So not only her, but she looked unto her people and she asked them to fast with her. That's where we get the meaning of a corporate fast. Amen. There's times in your life that God will call you on a fast that you won't tell people about. Amen. That you'll just be fasting because God has dealt with you. There's times like now in the beginning of the year that churches, many churches will come together and do what we call a corporate fast. And so this is kind of what Esther was doing. She realized there was a great need and that she may perish. She said, I may perish. if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to believe that God's going to move if we'll fast for three days and three nights. Their purpose was to see God's favor in a time of, cra- in a time of crisis. And, you know, we're in a time of crisis right now. I don't know if you're living in the same world I'm in or not, but, but there's, there's a time we need to fast as a church. And we need to fast as Christians across this planet. Amen. For, the, for, the, for God to move supernaturally because we're in difficult times, you know. I don't know how, how things are going to get. None of us do. Uh, we don't, it doesn't really matter who becomes president like Brother Jared has said recently. It doesn't matter what happens in that area. I still believe that God can move in a supernatural way no matter who's in office. Amen. And this may be what God has chosen to bring the last revival into the church. And if it is, then let's just get on board with it and say, God, we're going to be used however you choose to use us during this time. Amen. But we better be ready when God says it's time to go to war. It's time to fight. And the way that we're going to do that, we're going to enter this year. We're going to be fasting and we're going to be praying and believing God. Amen. To speak through us and to use us. So that was the first, the first fast in the Bible. Now the second fast I want to talk to you about is the Daniel fast. And we'll look in the book of Daniel chapter number 10. We'll read verses 2 and 3. Huh? Did I say the wrong verse? Ezekiel. Daniel chapter 2. This is the fast that, that we're doing as a corporate fast for our church. Okay, We're doing what they call the Daniel fast. So let's look at this scripture. And the king said, verse 3, unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. They spake to the Chaldeans, the king in Syria, O live forever, tell thy servants thy dream. Am I not in the right scripture? That don't look right. I'm in, oh, I'm in two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in two. Ten. You got it? Ten. All right, I'm sorry. Ten. Ten, two. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. That's another word for fasting. I ate no pleasant bread, 
Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all the three whole weeks until the three whole weeks were fulfilled. And so Daniel said, as he ate no days for, for 21 days, for three weeks, Daniel ate no, no meat. He ate no bread. So this is what a Daniel fast is. Vegetables, fruit, and water. How many of you are excited now? How about you, Brother Jason? <laughs> now, I've already talked to a few people this week that said, I'm just not doing that Daniel fast again. That's just too much. So you, when you think about this Daniel fast, listen, you think, now this is not something that's hard because I'm going to get to eat. But we are so used to eating breads and pasta and sweets and all these things, meat with every single meal. And we think, well, I can do this, but when you really start doing this for 21 days, I see a lot of you have done this because you're shaking your head. <laughs> it becomes very taxing. It is difficult. You will be looking on the Internet begging for a new recipe. <laughs> what is it? Pinterest will be your best friend. <laughs> and so listen to me. This is a fast that is, it is very, it's a very good, it's a very healthy fast. This is, listen, we've had so many great testimonies. The first year we ever did this, I won't ever forget, Brother Wayne and Becky testified after the three weeks how they had laid caffeine drinks down. They were hooked every day on Sprites and stuff like that and said that's all. But when they got through with this fast, like God had set them free from all of these things in their life and how much better they felt. I don't know how many of you had experienced something like that the first time on the Daniel fast. Okay, a few of us. Amen. So I would encourage you. Listen, I'm not going to sit up here tonight and tell you which fast to take. Okay, what I do want and what my heart's desire and I know Pastor Jared's desire is is that every person under the sound of my voice partakes in some type of fast in the in the month of January that's up to you and the Lord you talk to the Lord about it allow God to deal with you I just as I was praying today I believe that somebody here tonight is going to do a 21 day complete fast I don't know who but I just believe the Lord has just told me today that he's dealing with people that this is a season like no other brother Jared and that it's not just a normal time I believe this is going to be the greatest fast that this church has ever participated in I believe people are going to make milestones of places that they've never been before that God listen to me you think well I got a job and I can't do that but I'm telling you when God's in it and he supernaturally leads you you will have the strength to complete it amen I know there's several people in here that have done it before and I know that God will give you that only God can put that desire in your heart amen nobody can stand back here and try to talk you into to fasting amen but God almighty can do it amen and he'll have to do it but he will he desires to do it and so I would just tell you just seek the Lord over the next few days you've got a few more days before you know the new year gets here and I just believe that that God's gonna open our hearts and open us up to to, to his spirit, and he's going to lead some people to do some fast this, this year like never before. And if you've never tried this 21-day Daniel fast, I would encourage you to do so. It's a great, you can get a lot of information online and um, of, of things, you know, it, there's, listen, there's a lot of gray areas in there, the cans and can'ts, and I wouldn't get caught up in all that. You know, just, just try to allow the Lord to lead you in that. We'll talk more about that towards the end. Okay, let's move on to the next fast now. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 23. This is probably one of the most popular fasts. Um, and if you've never fasted at all before, you say, well, this is the first time I've really heard any teaching on fasting. 
I would encourage you to let this be your, your fast the first time um, that you've ever fasted. This is a complete fast for 24 hours. Um, um, Leviticus chapter 23. This is called the self-examining fast. It's what Jensen Franklin calls it in his book. Leviticus 23, let's look at verse 27. Also on the tenth day, the Lord said, Of the seventh month there shall be a day of atonement, which is a day of fasting. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, to yourself. And you shall afflict your souls and, and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And so this is a 24-hour fast. And so if you've never fasted before and this, this is your first um, experience in this department, I would say, you know, allow the Lord, don't set yourself up for a big failure, but allow the Lord to lead you into a day that you say, okay, maybe it's a Saturday and you're not at work and you say, okay, this day I'm going to make this day my day that I'm going to fast and I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. Don't just, don't just miss your meals and not eat, but those times that you would normally spend eating, spend it with the Lord. Get in the Word, read the Word and pray. Make your little journal. If you don't journal, Get up and journal. Speak. Ask the Lord to lead you through that day and speak to you. Write some stuff down. And go that day and don't, don't eat anything. And then the next morning when you get up, you can start back eating. And just don't expect a lot, but just say, Lord, I'm going to lay this down for you. Today's going to be my day that I lay down something for you. And I'm going to begin this journey of fasting. And that's how you can start. Amen? What God is saying here is I want you to set aside a certain time that you fast and seek my face for the purpose of self-examination and consecration, a spiritual checkup on self, so to speak. How many of us need that all along? Amen? That's what the Lord was telling them here in Leviticus, and that's still what we need to do today. We need a spiritual house cleaning, a spiritual checkup in our lives, and that's a good way to begin to do that. Number four, the, the battle, the fast before a battle. Let's look at Judges chapter 20. Judges chapter 20. The fast before the battle. I'm not going to read the whole chapter because there's a lot there. But I want to read out of this book of Jensen Franklin's a little bit of what he wrote about this fast. The fast the battle before the fast before a battle. There is another fast in Judges chapter twenty, which is a powerful chapter about fasting. God had told the children of Israel to fight the tribe of Benjamin, because the tribe of Benjamin had become perverted and God was ready to judge them. He said, I want you to go and fight against them. They prayed and sought the Lord and then asked him, should we go now? And God said, yes. He told them to send Judah up to the battle first. They sent Judah and his men to battle, and they lost the battle, losing 22,000 men. Think about what had happened. They did just what God had told them to do, and it was a failure and a disaster. They went back home and cried and sought God as earnestly as they knew how to do, and they said again, they asked the Lord, should we go out today and fight against our enemy again? Again, God said, yes, absolutely go. They went out to the battle and lost 18,000 more men. In two days, 40,000 Israeli soldiers were dead. 
The amazing thing is that God had told them to do it, and yet they were suffering defeat. But when we come to verse 26, which says, Then all the children of Israel, that is all the people, went up, all the people, went up and came to the house of God and wept. They sat there before the Lord, and they fasted that day until evening. They offered up burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. The children of Israel fasted that day until evening and brought up a peace offering before the Lord. If you read the rest of the story, at that time they went out and completely killed off the enemy. What is all of that about? You should never go into a major battle without fasting first. Don't expect to walk into expansion to do great things for God, to start a new initiative or a plan that launches you out or expands your business without putting a day of fasting behind that effort. Something happens when we fast and pray, and it will not happen if you don't fast, even if God told you to do it. First, you need to attach fasting to it. It will bring the victory every single time. And so, you know, sometimes, just like we read in this story, just even when God says, yeah, go ahead and do it, We still need to fast about it. Fasting moves God's hand. I I mean, I don't know how to stress that enough, church. I have saw it happen so many times in my own personal life. Fasting moves the hand of God. When we're making major decisions, we should always fast and ask God to speak to us and lead us. Major decisions involve fasting. Now let's look at um, fasting to lift God's judgment off of another person's life. I thought this was very interesting. Let's go to First Kings. Let's go to First Kings chapter twenty-one. Look at verse twenty-seven. We'll read through twenty-nine. This is really powerful for our kids. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes, he put sackcloth upon his flesh, and he fasted, lay in sackcloth, and went softly. This is a wicked king, Ahab, that fasted. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, See thou how Ahab humbled himself before me? See, God takes notice when we humble ourselves before him. Fasting is one of the most humble things that we can do before the Lord. It's also one of the loneliest things that you'll ever do. It is very lonely. And you'll think, sometimes in the middle of your fast, you'll think, this is not doing a bit of good. God's God's further away from me than he's ever been. But that's when God's doing the most in your life that you don't see. See how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring evil in his days. But in his son's days, I will bring evil upon his house. And so I want to look at what, he, what um, Jensen Franklin wrote in his book. It says, this is a story of Ahab, a king who was extremely wicked. A prophet prophesied over him that the dogs would lick up his blood because he had sinned against God. Do you know someone who knows right from wrong, and yet that person is living a wicked life? There is a supernatural power in fasting and prayer that is not confined just to your life as a believer. That is powerful, church. That is powerful. If you know somebody that you know is bound in sin, if you have a child or a loved one that is bound in sin, you need this scripture. 
You need to hold on to this promise. God is able. Amen. There's a supernatural power in fasting and prayer that is not confined to just your life as a Christian. Ahab was so wicked that the prophet told him the dogs would lick up his blood. And hearing that, so moved him that he humbled himself and began to fast. God said that because the wicked man had humbled himself in fasting, God would lift the judgment. I believe that as you fast and pray, and by doing so, lift judgment off of another person's life that you know, and give them more time for God's mercy to do a work in that person's life. If you know someone whom you desire to see God's judgment lifted, it it, it tells you to pray these words, and in this book it's got a place for you to add that person's name and to pray and claim their life for, for the Lord. Amen. And that's something that you can do. When you're on this 21-day fast, there's places in here for you to write stuff down if you get this journal. Things that you want to see God do. People that you want to see God liberate. People that you want to see God save. And, and you can, every day, you go back through there and you check those things off as you pray about them. And you're telling God, God, I humble myself before you. I need you to move in these situations. It's amazing to go back and look and see what God will do and how many prayers he'll answer. Amen. So it's really, really encouraging. Number six, the sixth type of fast is for healing and bondages to be broken. Isaiah, one of my favorite passages of scripture in the whole Bible, Isaiah chapter 58, powerful chapter. We're going to read the whole chapter, so I would encourage you to uh, look and follow along with us as we read this. This is a, a, a plea of fasting. The Bible says, Cry aloud and spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. Show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinances of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in the approach to God. Wherefore have we fasted, they say, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our souls, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the days of your fast you find pleasure, and you exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife, and debate, and to smite with the fist of the wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. It is such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul. It is to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him. Wilt thou call a fast an acceptable day of the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen? This is what God desires to do, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. It is not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and thou bring the poor that are cast out to the house when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth in the morning as thine health shall spring forth speedily, and the righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call on the Lord, and the Lord shall answer him. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here am I. If thou take away from the midst of thee thy yoke, the putting forth of thy finger, and the speaking of vanity. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, and shalt thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday, the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in a drought, and make thy fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring that waters, whose waters fell not. 
And they shall be of thee that shall be the old, build the old waste places. Shalt thou raise up thy foundations many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the paths to dwell in. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, a holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasures, nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause him to ride upon high places of the earth, and feed him with the heritage of Jacob's fa- thy father, and the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. So your health, it talks about your health in there, how your health will spring forth speedily. You know, there's been many testimonies of people during fasts, like a 21-day fast, that God did a supernatural healing in their body that they wasn't even expecting. Um, he's, Jensen Franklin says in his book that fasting can usher in God's healing. Your cholesterol levels can come down. Your blood pressure can normalize. And you will feel the healing power of God come upon you. Um, you know, I know I, I battle with diabetes, and I know other people do here too. And I believe God. Every year that I fast, I believe God that God's going to heal me. Now, he hadn't done it yet, but I believe he's going to heal me. Amen. I believe that one day I'm going to get up and my, and my blood sugar is going to be normal and I won't have to medicate anymore. Amen. I believe that I, because God's word promises that. You know what my responsibility is? Is to believe God's word. I may not see it yet, but my, my part is to continue to believe that God is going to supernaturally bring the healing to my life. That's our part. That's where we show faith because every day the devil's going to get up and say, well, see there, you ain't healed yet. Why you won't keep fasting? Because the word says I'm going to be healed one day and I'm going to keep fasting. Amen. That's the attitude that we have to take. And when we take that approach, amen, God sees our faithfulness and God begins to work in miraculous ways. And so the seventh fast was we've already read the 40-day fast in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus fasted um, for 40 days. (coughs) Moses did this twice. And Elijah also fasted. These were people in God's word that fasted for 40 days. Now, um, I've, I've never personally uh, met anyone that's done a 40-day fast. I don't know if some of you in here may have or not, but I, do, I have read some books of some preachers that have fasted for 40 days, and it's just powerful, some of the things that they saw, you know, and some of the miracles that God did. Uh, I, I would love one day to, to not just to be able to gloat it, but just to know that God led me on a 40-day fast to know that I was able to complete that. That's, that's a spiritual goal. You know, that, that looks impossible. There's no way you could do that unless God led you to do that. But I believe that, you know, the more that we strive in these areas, that God will open these doors for us to do these things. And so I do know that people have done this. Um, so we've discussed what fasting is. Uh, what a biblical fast is. We've talked about who fasted throughout the Word of God and some of the whys or the reasons to fast. And so I just want to share a, a, a couple of personal testimonies um, at this time about fasting. And I'll start out uh, about, I don't know, right when we got the tent, the tent, you remember, Pastor Jared and I, we was going to do the first tent revival in Bonifay. How many of you went to that? There, there was a few of you that was here. I know you was there, Christian, John Wayne, Dana. So this this was the first tent revival that we ever did. We had just got the tent, and um, he and I were going to, going to preach and another guy, and so we just felt like the Lord was leading us to, to do a five- or six-day fast. So we started on that Monday. We started Monday. Well, 
we had a minister friend preaching Thursday night, and then I was preaching the Friday night service, and Pastor Jared the Saturday night service. And I preached on the the sound of the mulberry trees that night, and um, man, I'm telling you, that was my fifth day. I think at that time might have been the longest fast I had ever been on, but it was the fifth day. And my mother came to that service that night, and um, I was just praying and worshiping. I mean, the Holy Ghost was just flowing, and Jared came over to me, and he said, Go back there and lay hands on your mama while that anointing's all over you. (laughs) And I remember I went back there, and I prayed for my mama that night, and I'm telling you, the power of God was in that place. I don't know how many people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost that night that I preached, but there was several. And um, the next night, Pastor Jared's preaching. And so I, I thought it was funny the other night when Rafe was preaching and kept bringing it up because I had already planned on talking about this. But that night that Pastor Jared preached was the night that Shane came in the back of the tent. And it was a, it was a six days, that was the sixth day of that fast. I'm telling you, there's some things that just happen when you, whew, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me right now. When you lay down, when you lay that flesh down and you'll fast, God will, it's just like somebody being wrapped up in bondages and God just unwrap them and they just get free. And you can't explain it. He didn't even know how he got to the tent revival. Yeah. <laughs> Comes walking in. Fireball. <laughs> now, now I know that Dana had been faithful to pray for years, and that's all part of it. And it's just, you know, it's just like God just does stuff sometimes when we fast. And so that was that was, you know, just one of the miraculous things that that I was a part of. And I know I know, um, I don't remember if this, it might have been, I, I can't remember, my, my years are so mixed up, but whenever, I know whenever uh, we had first started coming here, I'd preached three or four times or stumbled over a bunch of stuff trying to preach, and and I really felt that God was leading me to, to fast, and um, you know, I've shared this testimony several times, but I really felt like that God, to begin my ministry, like God spoke to me and said, for you to begin your ministry, it's going to take you to, to fast. And I didn't know how long. I just knew that God was leading me to do a, a, an absolute, you know, a fast of just water only. And so at that time, um, it was 11 days the Lord allowed me to fast. And I remember I preached pastor appreciation that following Sunday. I think I ended it on a Thursday, and that Sunday I preached. And it was just, it was just totally different. It was like the greatest anointing that I had ever walked in just came on my life. When I would get up to preach before then, I would stumble over words. I would forget what I was saying. I couldn't think, and I would get so frustrated. And, I mean, I was just ready to quit. And since that fast, God has liberated me to be able to just preach and flow in the anointing. And I can tell when I get, when I get rusty. I can tell when it's time to go back to the fast, okay? When you fast 11, 20, or 40 days, that's not enough. <laughs> Amen. It'll carry you for a little while, but you got to keep going back. Isn't it amazing how God loves us so much that he don't just give us enough to last us? You know, you think, well, that's kind of mean, but it's really not. He does that for a purpose because he wants us. He desires our presence to be in his presence so much that that fast, he'll give us great things 
And it'll go with us for a while, but there'll be a time that we'll have to come back and say, God, i got to do a spiritual house cleaning. And I just felt led to share this. I didn't even really know that you were coming tonight, Carrie, but we had had a difficult relationship for a long time, but it was on that 11-day fast that God spoke to me. He said, I'm about to restore your relationship with your daughter. And that's been a long time ago, and God's been faithful, hasn't he? We've had a great relationship since then. I couldn't put that together. But I didn't even have that on my mind. See, I wasn't fasting for that. I wasn't fasting for that reason. But that's just a bonus that come with it. God said, I'm fixing to restore your relationship with your child in the middle of this. And he did it. And I told her, I said, I was fasting. And God told me he was going to restore our relationship. And she's here tonight. But God's faithful, amen. He's faithful to do things. He'll do things that we want him to do. And he'll do things that we hadn't even thought of. Because he loves us that much. But the only things can only be undone in the spiritual realm through a fast that the enemy puts on our life many times. He'll put bondages in places that things can't break off, but fasting can break them off. That's what the Word of God says in Isaiah 58. I'm going to break off those bounds, those chains off of people's lives. Amen? And so fasting is amazing. Amen? And it's just a, a great be a part of of that when the Lord leads us to do it. So I would encourage you to take this fast seriously. Amen. And so the Bible says, you know, many questions people say is, well, should we fast? Should we fast as Christians today? And so there's a there's a scripture in Matthew chapter 6. Amen. That I believe clears this up. I want to read that to you tonight. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16. Should we fast? Why should we fast today? Jesus said this. Matthew chapter 6, 16. My Bible says fasting. Moreover, when you fast. That, 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 that takes all of the ifs out, don't it? He didn't say if you fast or if you feel like fasting. or He said when you fast. Amen. That tells me that the Lord is requiring us to fast. Now, I'm not saying you got to fast to go to heaven, okay? But I believe that the Lord realized how important it would be for us to fast. When you fast, the Bible says, to do this. Be not as the hypocrites or put on a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. But verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But that when thou fast, anoint thine head, wash thy face, and that thou may appear unto men to fast. But unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And so this is kind of what I was talking about when we talk about doing a private fast, like when the Lord leads you specifically to fast, not a corporate fast like we're doing in this time. You know, you wouldn't want everybody to just know that you're fasting and go out bragging about it or whatever. Amen. But I believe the Lord does have those times that he will lead us to fast. I believe this year is going to be a year of fasting, that people are going to begin to fast more. You know, it's never, it's, I told them this morning, Jared and Ryan, it was kind of picking at me a little bit. And I said, I really honestly don't like to fast. I like to eat. I mean, you can tell that by looking at me. I just, I don't like to fast. But, but I know the importance of fasting, okay? I, I believe that, that, that God's going to teach us more and more the importance of spiritual things throughout this year. So, you should, we talked a little bit about this. Um, as I'm getting ready to, to close here, which fast should I do? I would tell you to pray, uh, to journal, ask the Lord, you know, um, 
I believe uh, last year, but the year before, I believe it was, we were on the 21-day fast the second year that we did it. And during that fast, the Lord impressed upon me to fast five days of just regular fast, just nothing but water during that Daniel fast. And I remember I did that. So be sensitive to the Lord. You know, the first scripture we read was the Spirit of the Lord led Jesus into the wilderness to pray. So what I would say to you is to be sensitive during your fast to what the Lord would have you to do. He may, he may send you to, to a fast for two or three days or five or seven during the Daniel fast if you're doing it just to do a, a fast of nothing but water, okay? Be sensitive to whatever the Lord would say. If you don't want to participate in the Daniel fast, then say, I'm going to fast two days a week for the whole month or whatever. The Lord, there's no right way to do it, okay? It's whatever the Lord leads you to do. As a church, as a corporate body, we're, many of us are going to do the Daniel fast. But I, I believe the Lord's already spoke to me that I won't just be doing the Daniel fast. I know I'll be doing more throughout those three weeks. And I want to be sensitive to what God has for me to do during this time. So I would encourage you to seek the Lord and allow, allow Him to lead you and guide you on this fast. Um, fasting should be part of our um, normal relationship with God. It should be a, it should be more than just a January thing. Amen. Fasting needs to be a part of our life. There's many great men of God that um, fasted. Like I know this one minister that fasted every Tuesday and every Thursday of every week, two days. That was his days of, of fasting, and he did that for the majority of his ministry life. Was very powerful minister. So there's great benefits uh, on fasting, and I want to just read a little bit out of this book, Jensen Franklin's book, about that, some of the benefits of fasting on on the intro. It's not very long. So it says, Jensen starts out, he says, I'm so glad that you've chosen to make fasting a part of your life. Fasting has been an essential part of my life and my walk with God since I was a teenager. How many of you know Jensen Franklin or have heard him preach or know of him? He's very powerful. He's a, he's a great, great man of God and great leader in fasting. He says, um, even in the development years of my ministry, learning to hear his voice and see his hand move in my life, I learned that this private spiritual discipline has public rewards to this day. When I feel myself growing spiritually dry, when I don't sense that cutting-edge anointing, when I need a a fresh encounter with God, fasting is the secret key that unlocks heaven's doors and slams shut the gates of hell. The The discipline of fasting releases the anointing, the favor of God, and the blessing of God in the life of a Christian. So if you are not content to go through this year the way that you went through last year, now is the time to use this discipline of fasting to see breakthroughs. You know there's more... There's an assignment for your life. There's something that God desires to release in your life. And there is a genuine desperation for those things gripping your heart. Keep these words to Jesus in mind throughout your fast. And he goes on to tell you. But that just shows you a little bit. Even this, you know, this great man of God that's been in ministry for several years, he still realizes when he begins to lose that cutting edge that it's fasting that gets that edge back. And so I would encourage you um, to stay the course. Uh, don't stop early. You're going to be tempted by that old prophet. How many of you know First Kings chapter 13? <laughs> First Kings chapter 13 verses 9 through 24. 
tells you about an old prophet that comes along to a man that's been fasting because God told him to. And he said, well, I hear from the Lord too. And the Lord told me to tell you to come on over to my house and eat. Well, that man got killed a little bit later on because he didn't stay the course. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people. Listen, in America, we, we do everything around eating, okay? And so during this time of fasting that you've said, Lord, I'm going to do this, you're going to have friends and family and people's going to come by and say, oh, you don't have to do that tonight. Just come on with me. Stay the course. Amen. Be faithful. Don't give in. If, you, if you're a little bit nervous about it, read 1 Kings 13. That'll, that'll help you stay the course. <laughs> Amen. And so uh, the dates that we're doing, the, the uh, corporate fast is, um, what were they? Jared, you got them? Okay, so the 10th through the 31st will cover most of all the month. Uh, some of us are going to start a little earlier than that. The only day that I know that we don't have covered, I believe, my, I talked to Pastor Jared today, our goal is that we would have somebody fasting every day of this month, Okay. I think that would be great if we could have our church to do that. I think we've got every day covered except for maybe January the 1st. So if the Lord lays it on your heart between now and January the 1st to do a, a day of fasting, and you say, you know what, I'm going to cover that day, just shoot me a text and let me know that the Lord laid that on your heart or let Pastor Jared know. Amen. Um, so those are the dates that we're going to do that. If you want some recipes, you can go online and um, get some recipes for the Daniel Fast, and there's a lot of creative stuff you can do. Um, you know, if you've got any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. If you've got a, te a quick testimony that you would just like to share, say, during the fast of my life, this is something that God did, did for me that you could encourage somebody with, I'd love to hear that too.